Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. You know, we're going to talk about something that I don't know even how to describe this conversation, but it's just such an important conversation today. And in thinking about how I was going to do this introduction, I started to think about personal growth. And when it comes to personal growth, like real freaking personal growth, there often needs to be some hard truths, whether it comes from a book or a friend or a partner. Often the things that we really need to hear are things that we don't want to hear. And it can get really uncomfortable. These truths are uncomfortable. And I know there have been many times in my life where someone has said something to me and I've been offended or brushed it off and said things like, well, they don't get it. They don't understand. They don't, like that was super offensive and I don't know who they are saying what they're saying right now. And then months down the road, I'd realize, oh my gosh, they were right. And if you're a stepmom, this may be one of those episodes for you. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, actually the one that I did with Brenda, the publisher of Stepmom Magazine, which I will link for you because this is a really important episode as well. But there were things that she said to me at the beginning of my experience as a stepmom that really offended me. And I felt like they didn't resonate. And then years later, I was like, oh my gosh, Brenda was right. So this may be an episode that makes you a little uncomfortable if you're a stepmom. You may even get offended. Or on the flip side, you may be like, oh my gosh, someone finally gets it and you may feel really validated. It could be either, but regardless, I think this is a must listen episode for all stepmoms. In this episode, I interview Mary T. Kelly. She is a psychotherapist and a marriage counselor who specializes in stepfamily dynamics. And guys, she is the real deal. She has been an expert in my membership space, the exclusive stepmom community, a couple times now. And her raw and real and to the point, no BS, solution-focused approach to stepfamily life is exactly what stepmoms need to hear. She is a first wife. She is a stepmom. She has been doing this for over 20 years. She gets it from all the different perspectives. And as always, I would just love it if you could listen to this episode with an open mind because... Like I keep saying, it's really freaking important. As always, I would love it if you could share this episode with a friend or a stepmom in your life. When you share these conversations, it helps us grow and continue to create all of the free content that we do. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I feel so grateful to have this space and have these much needed conversations. Let's get to the episode. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. 
will bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Mary, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. It's always a fun time. It is always a fun time. Guys, Mary has been a guest in the exclusive stepmom community a few times now, and we have had some pretty off the cuff, real life, straight to the point conversations. And the thing is, and this is what I love about Mary, that's totally her style. You love to keep it real, eh? (laughs) You know, I'm so not a person, you know how there's platitudes or like things will get better. And I just want, what is the reality in the situation? Because, you know, we have our preferences and our preferences kind of mess us up because we often get disappointed or we get these expectations or people tell us, oh, it'll get better. You'll like the ex. You'll become friends with the ex. It'll be easier with the kids. It's like, stop. Let's be realistic here. Because sometimes that's not the case. It's not the case. It's not. And so I think we suffer less when we just deal with reality and, and be real and be honest. But this is a, you know, stepmoms, they can only talk to other stepmoms who get it. Because mm-hmm. if you look and, and your Instagram is a really good example, it's very real. It's very honest. And it's such a great place for people to be able to, for women to go to, to go, I'm not terrible. I I thought I was a terrible person. I'm not, I'm normal, but there's a lot of mommy Instagram things there. And I have daughters that are very young mothers and they're like, we can go there because we're exhausted and we're tired and we're trying to work. And we've got these kids at home and we can go there and get normalized. I go, yeah, but stepmoms can't. No, they are the group that is suppressed and repressed from speaking their truth about how hard this is. Right. And so that's why it's so vital that there are communities like this Mm -hmm. for women to go to because and it's still a pretty small little window of people, whereas mothers, mothers are allowed to complain. But stepmoms aren't. So it's really, really important. Yeah, 100%. So for those who may not be familiar with you, can you give us a quick little elevator pitch, who you are, what you have going on? I send all my stepmoms to work with you one-on-one because you are the real deal. So uh, give us the lowdown. I'm very solution-oriented because when people are coming to me, I don't ask them how they feel because I'm pretty sure they feel crappy if they've contacted me. (laughs) Let's call a stranger and talk about our most intimate personal details. So I work with women and then I work with step couples. Um, Sometimes I work with step kids. I'm a marriage and family therapist out of Boulder, Colorado, and I've been specializing in working with step families for 20 years. So I do a lot of writing about it and I have a meetup group, a local meetup group, and we haven't met in person for a while. We did a couple of times this summer, but just to give an idea of the support that women need, um, it's a group for women who are dating, living with or partnered with someone with kids. And I have close to 500 members in the Boulder, Denver area. So wow. that's women that have found out about Meetup and then bothered to join it. So it just shows how much support you need. So I do Zoom groups, um, online support groups. And then I do, uh, and I've worked for years, way before this pandemic, with Zoom or Skype with couples and stepmoms all over the world. Yeah. Because um, often people will go to a therapist who don't understand the unique challenges. And so they'll give them really crappy advice or say things like, 
why don't you love his kids? You know, why aren't you friends with the ex? These are incredibly, um, at best, naive questions to ask someone that just makes women feel worse. So um, I work in very solution-oriented and research-oriented ways. Yeah. Um, and you know what? You are you are such a great resource. And I'm just so grateful that we've connected because you've been such a great resource for everyone in my community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think about that often. The pressure that stepmoms have when they're talking to someone who's not a stepmom, who thinks that it should be all hearts and sparkles, or you should be really good friends with the ex, or you should sit down and be able to have a meal together and all the things. And I think that would be great in a lot of situations. And when these outside people, I I was talking about this actually with Brenda from Stepmom Magazine. Whenever there's one of those viral posts come out, they, I will get a message from someone saying, this is how it should be. And it's someone who's not in a step family situation, or isn't this so great? Yeah, it is really, really great. But there are a lot of different things that need to fall into place and different personalities and different levels of perspective and maturity that need to fall into place in order for that to be the case. And stepmoms just feel so much pressure to show up in a certain way. And they can't tell anyone how it really, really feels because they're judged. Well, you know, I was watching the interview the other night. It was on CNN with Kamala Harris and her husband. And she was talking about when she first, I think friends were trying to match them. And she found out he had kids. And I, I couldn't tell the age. It sounded like teenagers or early 20s. And she's like, yeah, sorry, I'm not getting involved with a guy with kids. <laughs> I think she may have come from a step family or something, but she was like, yeah, I'm not going there. And then somehow he persuaded her. But as they tell the story, and it's it's a quick part of the story, it was like wonderful and everybody got along great and they have a special name for her. And I thought, I hey, I'm happy for her and I'm happy for this story. She clearly, though, had a very active career. And, you know, I, I think the mistake a lot of women make when they join with a guy that have kids is, They all of a sudden think, I have to become this person. I have to become this pseudo mother. I have to squeeze myself into this kind of domestic role that I've never been in before. And my guess is that she didn't do that. She was just doing her. Mm -hmm. And the kids were older. And like you said, everything fell into place. That's that's lucky. And, And it's not to say they didn't work on things, but it also takes an amount of love to have love and love to have everybody like that, which is usually not the case, which is still okay. You can still have a great marriage, a great relationship and have some tensions and awkwardness and boundaries and keep away. So that's the main thing I want people to know is, you know, return to yourself. And um, with this group I started like nine years ago, I started the group to help them focus on their relationships. They don't want to talk about their relationships. They come in, they want to talk about the ex. They want to talk about the crazy ex. And they're obsessed with every part of this ex. And I just thought, I guess I have to focus on this. I really like to work with them on their relationships, but it, it just, whether it's in my Zoom calls or in person, it is like almost the number one thing. And these exes are very present in these stepmom psyches. 
And then it becomes working with them to, I'm not saying diminish this person, the ex-wife or the mom um, as a person, but let's work on making her a tiny, tiny, tiny little dot in your life, Mm -hmm. which you can do. And a lot of women don't believe that. They're like, I don't believe that. I was like, well, you can, because what happens is they're thinking about it all the time. Women ruminate a lot. Then they're talking to their spouse about it. I worked with one couple and they had a really difficult ex. There was a lot of court stuff going on, a lot of ignoring boundaries, legitimately difficult stuff. But I said, how many hours a week do you think you guys talk about her? They said 20, 20 hours. It's a lot of hours. I said, okay, I want you to knock that down to 30 minutes tops. And that's going to include all the legal stuff, which basically you're going to be giving to your attorney anyway. Right. And they were like, oh, we don't know if we can do this. I go, you don't want this to be the tie that binds you talking about the ex or else you just might as well have her move in with you. Why do you think people talk about it so much? Or why do you think that stepmoms focus so much on the ex and what the ex is doing or how the ex is impacting your life? Like, I understand it's your stressor, it's something going on in your life, but, but why the huge, like, what's the motive behind that? You know, I've thought about that a lot. And I, I don't think that there's enough research, like longitudinal studies that have been done on this, right? So I just come up with my own theories because it's so common. And I just think um, way back in the day, women are a bit hardwired to compete with other women. And we, we had to for our very survival, right? And in some ways that, that still exists, right? You look at actresses as they're aging and then they're competing. And so then they're trying to make themselves look younger. And so I think that there's maybe this primal thing of, This woman was with my guy in very intimate ways, had children with him, and I've got to like compete or show that I'm as good as or better than and get very, very caught up in it. Um, And I think that's why there's shows like Real Housewives of Orange County, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I'd, I'd like to think as women, we can evolve past this, but you know, you're not gonna see real husbands of Beverly Hills. I mean, it'd be boring. They'd be talking about sports and they're not going to be, I don't think men compete as much um, with other men in that way. And so it's, it's, it feels natural when it's happening until you can be around someone that says, wow, you're kind of obsessed with this person. Mm -hmm. And or they're getting on their Facebook page or their Instagram page and it's like cutting themselves and and women will say, I can't help it. I can't help it. It's like, oh, you can help it. But it's a discipline. It's a discipline of the mind to go. My life is short and precious. What do I want to spend it on? Do I want to spend it on the X? And Mm -hmm. so it's about um, creating mental boundaries for yourself not allowing yourself to go down that rabbit hole when you start thinking about her and and not feel guilty about it. I think it's normal. Too many amazing, wonderful, loving, competent women find themselves doing this kind of thing. So there's no shame. There's no guilt. It just, it's there, but it's hurting you. It's taking up time in your relationship. 
People are going on date night and they're talking about the ex the whole time. No. And nothing productive happens. Mm-hmm. Right. It just kind of grinds in and, and, and to have some honest conversations with yourself, like, am I competing with this woman? Uh, I should be careful of that because mothers have a lot of power and the more unhealthy the mother is often greater, the, lo- the loyalty bind is greater to the mother. Like that's a very primal relationship. Yeah. And so if you're talking to these stepmoms or there's stepmoms who are listening to this and saying, Oh my gosh, I am obsessed. And I'm, I'm checking the Facebook page. I'm having these conversations over and over and over again. This is consuming my life, but I can't stop. What, what do you tell them? You're talking about mental boundaries. How do you start to put those in place? Of course you can stop. Like what's the voice that's telling you you can't stop. That's Mm -hmm. not truth. How can you stop then? How can you, what, what are the take homes for that? You start getting very aware, right? So you become in a way an objective observer to yourself. So if anyone's done a meditation practice, um, which I started up again and I suck at it because, you know, I have a monkey brain like everybody else, but it's, it's this awareness of I'm, I'm focusing on my breathing. And the next thing I know, I'm planning what I'm doing for dinner. And next week, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about that. I'm going to go back to this. So it's building that kind of awareness of catching yourself like, oh, I'm thinking of her. I'm, I'm, I'm going to deflect. I'm going to start singing. I'm going to start doing something else. And I'm not going to indulge myself. So I would say... You 100% do not get on Facebook, their Facebook page. And a lot of women will say, well, I need to see what's going on just in case. And it's like, no, you don't. You really don't. This is a form of cutting yourself because you're never going to feel good. It's going to feed into that kind of ugly, anxious, angry kind of thing. And you make and you get honest with your partner Um, and talk about how much time are we talking about her? Mm -hmm. Because often um, husbands will get just as much into this or they'll want to say, oh, you can't believe this text she sent me and what she said about you. And I ask men, please protect your wife from that. It's too big of an ask. Like she's a female and I'm not trying to be all, I'm just not going to be PC here. I just see it too much. You know, we're, we're a bit hardwired to ruminate. And so then, yeah, she said that, you know, you're kind of a, a bitch and you're not nice to the kids. It's really hard to get that out of your head, Yeah. you know? And so I asked these guys, protect her. Don't, she shouldn't be the, the priest or the therapist to have to hear this stuff. It's too big of an ask. Yeah. And so it's both people taking responsibility and also looking at what are your boundaries? Sometimes people come in and they go, oh, she calls all the time. You know, she, the kids call her all the time. She comes into the house. Sometimes you have to have some boundaries. So you can get some space from this person, right? Mm-hmm. She's only going to do what you allow her to, right? And I think, yeah. you know, th- there was even this conversation I had the other day with a stepmom and she was saying, she's not respecting my boundaries. They aren't respecting my boundaries. They don't need to. 
you just have to stay strong on them, right? Like they're they're your boundaries. Yes, ideally everyone would respect them, but people aren't going to respect them until they know that you're stuck in them. Right. So it's you need you need to have those boundaries. A consequence, right? And you you want to make sure you're not being rigid because I don't watch Real Housewife, but I I don't know if I saw it. Are you sure? I used to back in the day, but <laughs> Just then I joking. started working with so many stepmoms and ex-wives. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's so, they're so awful and mean to each other. Mm-hmm. Now I watch Bachelor and Bachelorette, so I'm not like a saint when it comes to what I'm watching. Okay. I'm just <laughs> saying for that, it was just too much. So you don't want to make them too rigid, but when you put a new boundary out, especially for exes that are really used to having a lot of room to step in. And then, you know, you have your partner tell them, hey, new rules, kind of like Bill Maher. You know, we got some new rules here. And a lot of people will try to push against them because they don't really believe that that's going to happen. So you just have to reinforce it. And sometimes if they keep breaking the boundary, you have to make a tighter boundary. So you may start off with like, Oh, you know, if you come in, just come up to the door and then they keep walking in. Then you go, you got to drop them off at the curb. They keep coming in. We're going to have to meet at a designated place. Mm -hmm. And you really have to follow through with what the boundary is. It's going to be best for you and your partner in your relationship, because what's best for that is going to be best for the kids, too. Yeah. And I want to go back to that whole piece on, say, the ex says something terrible to your husband about you and he tells you, yes, you want your partner to protect you. And I think that a lot of stepmoms say, well, I want to know what she's saying about me. I have a right to know what she's saying about me. Okay. And valid, fair. I I get that. But if it causes you so much stress that you can't function and you're ruminating in it and you're, you're consumed by it, then that affects the whole vibe of your household. So yes, I think your partner should keep that aside. But, but let me back up for a second. But he should also be protecting you to her. You should, he should say to her, you cannot speak about my wife that way. Right. And that's he where I think a lot boundaries of boundaries with her about that. But yeah. I want to back up too. Cause you say it's a fair and valid thing to say. I want to know what she's saying about me. Why? I would mm-hmm. say, no, you don't. Who cares? Who cares what she's saying about you? Who cares what she thinks about you? You're one, She's one of billions of people on the planet. Who cares? True. You win and there. I think, pardon me? Yeah, you win. That's true. Very, very true. That's a, such a well, good point. I wasn't point. trying to win. I just want to empower people because if we, if you, you're going to be in trouble if you care what an ex thinks about you or anybody, I mean, this goes across the board. You know, we get, you know, you worry about what do they think? And what, are, you know, part of really growing up and connecting with yourself, it's not like I'm going to just be an asshole and I don't care what people think. That's immature. But it's like, I'm going to be who I am. And in some ways, it's none of my business what she thinks of me. Mm-hmm. It's none of my business. I, I don't even want to know. I don't care because I'm connected to myself and I love myself. And that's a work. You know, it's a work. A lot of this is around the work of learning to love oneself because when we love ourselves, we don't want to expose ourselves to that stuff. 
because we're also honest and know that we're humans. And if I go down that rabbit hole, it's going to affect me because I'm a human. So to love myself and protect myself, I'm not going to go there. And so it's a practice and a discipline. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to, it's going to be like, oh, it's been two and a half weeks. I'm going to go look at Facebook. Then you look and things disintegrate. And then you learn. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to learn from this. This feels crummy. And then as time goes on, I don't want you to spend a lot of time on it, but when I've worked with stepmoms that have been married for a while, they're like, I think I'm kind of understanding what some of the frustrations of his ex was. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, you get the story from the guy. If you're a stepmom craving support, advice, tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and next level conversations that I don't share anywhere else, you need to sign yourself up for my membership for stepmoms. Basically, if you like conversations like these, you're going to love what happens in the exclusive stepmom community. The exclusive stepmom community is a private space off social media for stepmoms who are looking for privacy, connection, and support. Members get access to unfiltered conversations, live Q&As, interviews with all the best stepfamily experts, a forum where you can connect with stepmoms from all over the world, and more. You can get individualized support from me and the Ask Jamie section whenever you need it. And you can also apply for free coaching calls that are recorded and shared with members of the community, anonymously, of course. I recently launched an online magazine for members as well, where I share personalized stories, musings, tips, journal prompts, and strategies for personal growth. My husband, Darren, has even chimed in. This is a space for stepmoms who want to thrive amongst the extra stress, who want to improve their stepfamily dynamic, feel more confident, feel more secure, and just feel happier. You can head to www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash membership to sign up. I release content every single month and check in on the forum throughout the week. www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash membership. I had a conversation with Darren the one day. I don't know what we were talking about. Oh, we were talking, our, our friend was talking about their ex and Darren and I were kind of chuckling about it. I said, I can just imagine if we break up what you're going to say about me. And I know it's not going to be good, right? <laughs> like, you know, you remember what fits that your story right now. And, right. you know, yeah. there, there are definitely two sides and different perspectives. And and I, well, I love what yeah, you said there's there. There's usually two sides, but there's not always two sides. I mean, sometimes there are, I mean, I work with couples who have, you know, they're, they're personality disordered women who are causing legitimate problems legally, personally. It's real. And so I don't want to diminish that. But definitely, especially in those cases, you have to learn to make that person really small and focus on your relationship. And so when you go out on date night, there's no talk of the ex. There's no talk of the what date night, by the way. OK, okay. this is like pretend. Pretend like we can go, go out for car, dinner. You go in the car in the driveway. <laughs> Little cheese and wine. <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you um, say to the stepmoms who feel like they're in competition? Because I see this actually, 
they may not even realize they're in competition, but I see this in the forum all the time. And I see this in the Facebook group. They're, they're trying to put down the way that the mom parents, and sometimes their concerns are valid. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're not, there are definitely situations where that's a concern, but often it's just different parenting values or different parenting styles. And they're so critical and so negative of their parenting. And this goes both ways. I'm not saying stepmoms just do this to the ex. It's, it's, it's both ways. There can definitely be that competition piece, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, I know exactly what you mean. I see that a lot and it hurts my heart because it's like women against women and women like shredding other women. And I've noticed that it tends to happen more with women who haven't had kids And I'm not saying that they don't have legitimate objective views, but everybody gets humbled when they have children. So all of us would say, my kid's not going to do this. My kid's not going to do this. They're going to be like this. They're going to be like that. And then they're born and you start getting humbled. And And a lot of these same women judge their husbands as well because they think they're too lenient. And then they do go, I am going to, I've had so many women confess this to me. Like the first couple of years, they were stepmoms. I was going to be the best stepmom and I was going to, you know, outshine her. And it's like, oh, you are so on the losing end of reality here. Like (laughs) you might as well drop your end of the rope right now because (laughs) there, first of all, there's primal love. There's unconditional love there. And your expectations aren't realistic anyway. And you don't, you don't know her story. You haven't been in her shoes, right? And if there's a way to extend some, you know what, I don't know. It's kind of like, don't judge a person till you walk a mile in their shoes. I don't know. And I don't want to be this person because, you know, when you're competing with someone else, there's an ugliness to that. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. And who's going to give you the prize anyway? Who's going to say you won? And if you're competing with mom, that's going to affect your relationship with your stepkids. Kids mm-hmm. can sense that kind of thing, right? And I, I don't see mothers, and I can only speak for myself as a divorced mom. I never tried to compete with my ex-husband's wife. I was like, why would I compete with her? I'm the mom. Mm-hmm. very close to my children. When I was a stepmother, I was like, I'm not, I got these horrible kids I'm dealing with. <laughs> Those are mine. Yeah. They're hor- They're, you know, tolling c- cars and underage drinking tickets and skipping classes. They were horrible. And so <laughs> I was like, I don't have time to worry about this stuff. And I certainly can't be self-righteous about anything because these kids are horrible. I'm happy to say they're in their thirties now and they're incredible human beings. I don't know how this happened. It was, it was, it was a tough phase. Yeah. It was like 10 years, 10, 10 hellish years. <laughs> yeah. And it's this, this competition thing though, I feel like stepmoms really need to fully understand. It's that this is not going to end well. It is going to consume you. You are going to be constantly consumed with what she's doing, how she's parenting, how she's feeding them, the rules at her house, how she's dressing them, the way she's sending them. Did she brush their hair at bath time? Like all of these little things stop 
wasting your time and energy worrying about that. They are her kids. <laughs> like, they are her kids. Have your own kids and see how screwed up they are, and then you'll get it. But here's the thing, too. It's, this isn't a competition. She already won. She's the mother. Mm-hmm. 80% of young adult stepkids do not feel close to their stepmothers. Mm-hmm. This does not mean that they dislike them. They may feel close to them, but not in the way that they do with their mother, even if they have a difficult relationship with their mother. So, you know, it's such a great invitation to ask yourself, what is going on with me? What's going on with me? What Mm -hmm. am I insecure about that I'm working out with this crazy competition that I'm going to lose it Mm -hmm. as I should? You want to lose that. You want kids to be able to be close to their parents, right? So, and it's the beauty of, I don't have to compete. I get to keep being me. So I'm looking at like Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris like, hey, you're great. I'm enjoying you. And excuse me, I'm attorney general of California. So I got to go do that thing. Like, what were you doing before you attached to this person with all these kids? You don't have to change yourself to morph into something that you aren't. And you don't need to prove your momness. And I think that's where I don't even it just goes back. Right. This that's where moms and stepmoms are pit against each other. It's because stepmoms sometimes come in. Well, not sometimes. A lot of the time I came in like this, too, feeling like you need to be the mom at the house. And even though I was always just the stepmom, I think there's such an overlap in these roles. And then you have that built-in tendency to compete. And I think if you really look at your role as not a mom, you are just a bonus. You are a addition. You are there to support your partner in, in parenting his kids. And that's how I really look at it now. Like my job is to support Darren and Darren has three beautiful kids. And when he needs my assistance and when we are running our home together, I'm there to step in, but I'm not their mom. They have a mom. I am, I'm an adult in this house. I'm a mentor, I I guess. part of the problem with the language, right? Mm -hmm. I I would love it if it wasn't called stepmom. If you look up in Webster's Dictionary, the definition of stepmother is one who is married to someone who has kids. Which is true. There's nothing in the definition that implies mothering. But I'm sorry, the word mother is in there. So many women feel they are supposed to. They should. They have to. And they're not happy. They don't like it. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they're calling me, they're like, oh, these kids irritate me. I don't like doing all this stuff. I've lost myself. I'm depressed. I'm like, yeah, that's because language did a number on you, right? You're the wife to someone that has kids. You're, who were you? You be you. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not even a fan of this bonus thing because the only person that decides if you're a bonus are the kids. Mm-hmm. I actually don't and love I, the word bonus either, but I was saying, I was meaning an end, like you were just a bonus in their life. Like you are not your, well, right. if, if they think so. <laughs> Right. I mean, they may or may I mean, they may not think about you much at all, or it may be in their late twenties. They, I, I just, I'm so not into the outcome of how they feel about you. 
I want people to be kind and respectful and let an organic process happen. Because I've worked with too many women, they're into 20 years of remarriage and, and they're still getting hurt because they expected, well, surely by now I would be treated like a mother. I would be acknowledged this way. And it's like, don't do that. You know, if you talk to stepkids, when I get to talk to them alone, they're usually like, yeah, they're fine. They're not my mom. And I've been working with the stepmom and I know how much she's knocking herself out. Mm-hmm. And it's true for parents too. You know, parenting is a thankless job. If you're a step parent, it's unacknowledged, unappreciated. If you want to do that stuff and it brings you joy, go for it. But be careful with the expectations. Right. And it's very liberating when women start practicing this because they'll say, there's no way I, there's no way I can do it. I go, okay, I'm going to give you a list. You have to like get really aware, not go to Facebook, realize when you're thinking of her, change the subject. You and your partner make rules. We're not going to talk about her. Or if we do, it's five minutes and it's, it's about solving some problems, not about her. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't talk to your girlfriend. Try to limit that stuff because you're feeding into this. And they'll come back a month later and go, oh, my God, this really works. Like the couple that was talking 20 hours a week. And there was there was a lot of legitimate crap going on. But they really listened and did that. They got the spark back in their relationship because it was like weighing them down always talking about this and they implemented a lot of new physical boundaries because they hadn't been good with those. Um, the woman, the mom had too much access into their home. Do you find that when you have your couples implement these rules or even the stepmom implement these rules that they're, they're not going to feel consumed or not going to think and talk all the time about it, that they start to set more boundaries too, just indirectly. Like it just kind of happens because they don't have that same, they're not, they're not consumed in the same way. Right. They're not consumed in the same way. And they're also getting rewarded. You know, we get rewarded when we practice behaviors that are loving to ourselves. And so anytime we learn something new, it's going to, it's going to spill out into other relationships in our life. This isn't the one relationship that people struggle with. They might have uh, an in-law that they don't like that they've been thinking about. They go, Oh, I don't really need to worry about them either. Mm-hmm. I'll just be nice and polite and focus on myself and my and, and this relationship because the, the breakup rates are really, really high. And that's that's the goal. We want to be <clears throat> a couple at the other end of this. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. So what are the obstacles? Oh, one of them is thinking about this woman all the time. And women do that anyway. They'll get together and they'll talk about a certain woman. It's interesting how lessons that you learn in your step family life trickle into all of your relationships in life. And that's what I find so interesting. I talk to women all the time. They're like, I follow you. I'm not a stepmom. I I think your, your tips and your strategies are great for all areas of life. They help me with all my relationships. And that's actually what it is. I've been talking a lot about this lately. Being a good stepmom really isn't about step parenting. It's about 
confidence, being secure, having strong communication skills, boundaries, just all of that personal development stuff that we're all supposed to be working on, right? Like it's applicable to everyone. And when you get that under control, you don't even care to read 10 tips for a stepmom. Right. That's right. Because you don't even identify with it. It's just like, I'm just doing me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing me and I'm being me. And you may gel with your stepkids. You may not. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm being a good person. I'm being kind. I'm helping in the ways that I feel I can help. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, when you say, and I love what you're saying, my focus is my husband, it's Darren. How can I be helpful to him? I think women will get less resentment. Mm-hmm. And they'll and then you'll naturally think of the ex less because you're thinking of your of your partner, right? I want to do this for him, not I'm gonna do this to show her that I'm better at helping with homework than she is. Yeah. And I think it's about I I don't want people to listen to this and and be like, well, I want to feel like a family. I want us to feel like a family. And that's really important to me. You can still feel like a family and have these boundaries and not be consumed by the ex. You you have your own sub family within their larger family or however you want to look at it. But when you go in trying to be the mom of that family, that's where you're setting yourself up. That's where you're going to end up feeling disappointed. Well, and I know a lot of women share that with me, especially if they don't have kids. They're like, well, now I feel like I have a family, but it doesn't feel like a family. And the first thing to know is when you um, get non-biological members into a family that exists through biology, it's not going to feel like a first family. It's not going to feel like the family you grew up with. So you have to change your expectation There may always, I mean, if it feels like a family, great. That's not what I work with. Mm -hmm. I work with people who are disappointed and disillusioned because it doesn't feel like a family. And they've been at it five years, 10 years. And I'm like, then change, change it. Change what your expectation is. There's plenty of biological families where people don't get along or they feel awkward or people in the family are very different. And it's not this you know, Hollywood, you know, dinner where everybody's so loving, that doesn't really exist. And so it's also saying, am I invested in a fantasy? Mm -hmm. Is what I want a fantasy because I'm already in a family where I'm not related to these kids and it's part-time. Most of step families are part-time. And so you have to go through a whole transition thing when the kids come and maybe it's been a very different environment and then you get in a groove and then they go back. So it's really lowering, like, what is this family feeling you want? Mm -hmm. What does that really mean? And is it realistic? And maybe just, I'm not telling you to give it up, but let things happen organically. Mm-hmm. That could be one of the stepmom tips. Lower your expectation. Tip number one: just lower your expectations, and you will yeah. be, tip you will be much one, better. Uh, have no expectation other than nobody kills each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
my gosh. Thank you so much, Mary. This is so good and it's so helpful. And I hope that stepmoms listening to this, I know, actually, I know I'm going to get some emails from stepmoms who are like, I don't know, I didn't agree with that or that that offended me. If you're listening to this podcast and you're feeling that right now, go back to the beginning and just listen to it again and listen to it with an open mind and just be really, really real about what you're feeling, why you're feeling it and what's actually going on. Because, you know, Mary and I were both very blunt, but we say it with such love. We really, really do. This is, these are conversations that need to be had. And this is the reality for a lot of families. So I just, well, this is so that people, so anyone that's offended, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm trying to lessen the suffering. Mm -hmm. And I think having these expectations, and that's true when you have your own kids and sometimes they're not getting along and then you have to go through the thing of, well, wait, but I want us to be one big happy family. And it's like, well, it's not happening right now. And also to remember that things are temporary. Things have different stages and phases, but I'm also not going to promise. Um, it would be irresponsible of me, right? Mm-hmm. To promise, oh, to do all this. And then in 20 years, you'll feel like that family. I, maybe if, Maybe you will, maybe you won't. It won't matter. So I, I'm so not trying to offend anybody here. And, and I'll also say, hey, go for it. And let's see how it works out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe might it will. Work. Maybe it will. Might work. It might work. I'm highly skeptical. <laughs> if you're doing it for motivations of competition and ego, it's not going to work. And that's a good thing. We don't want to be rewarded by unhealthy motivations, right? Love, love, love is a very difficult thing to resist, right? So how can you love and love yourself in the process? And this is for any woman that's around kids. Do not become a martyr. Do not lose yourself in the process because these kids will swallow you up. (laughs) That's really, really true. You know, the ex will try to do, not all, but you know, so, and bring some humor and lightness into this and don't take yourself so damn seriously. Yes, that is all so true. So much words of wisdom or so many words of wisdom. Mary, it is always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Where can everyone find you? Um, I'm at, uh, let's see, on Instagram, I'm at Real Stepmoms. I have a Facebook page. I think it's called Real Step Families. Uh, realstepfamilies.com is my website. Might be forgetting something else. I, we'll link the all the things. Big ones. If you search for me, Huffington Post, I've written a bunch of stuff there. I write for Stepmom Magazine. You mentioned Brenda earlier. So um, lots of ways to find me. Yeah. And I will link everything for everyone. And we have lots of great interviews with Mary in the exclusive Stepmom community. So if you're looking for more real talk, and just straight up conversations, go check it out there. www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash membership. And I think that's all. I think we, I think we covered it. Yeah. And I offer like a 15, 20 minute, just complimentary. Tell me what's going on. I'll throw out a few things, make some suggestions and go from there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Mary. Great to see you, Jamie. Thank you. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. 
take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.